Hello everyone! Welcome to Thursday Night Bible Study. I'm Scott with Wills on Fire for Christ. Thank you for joining and thank you for tuning in. Hello everyone! And welcome to Thursday Night Bible Study. I'm Scott with Wills on Fire for Christ. Thank you for joining and thank you for tuning in. I hope you had a good week this week. My prayers for everybody that was affected by the hurricane. But thank the Lord that there were there was minimal damage. And it's not as bad as it could be. And I'm going to pray for those that did have damage. And pray God gives you grace and mercy and strength. And pray for everyone affected. Tonight's message is a good one. It's one I haven't preached on in a while, but I love this message because Jesus gives some great examples in this dialogue he has with the Samaritan woman. Uh, the title of my message tonight is How Deep Is Your Well? Are you drawing from the right source? And for, if you hear thunder, there is a thunderstorm going on. Hopefully we'll still have power, but I still wanted to come on tonight and do the live. But, again, the title of the message tonight is, How Deep Is Your Well? And the, the introductory question I have for you is, are you drawing from the right source? Many people have, have put things out there, self-help books, um, motivational speakers, um, how, get rich quick, the schemes, um, how to be a millionaire, several things. But there's only one thing that I know of that is the guidebook for life, and that is the Bible. And we want to make sure that we're drawing from the right source. And my scripture tonight comes from John 4 verse John chapter 4 verse 3 through 26 he left Judea and departed again to Galilee but he needed to go to Samaria so he came unto a city of Samaria which was called Scar Sychar 
near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being weary from his journey sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A Samaritan, a Samaria, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me drink. For the disciples had gone away from the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me drink, you would ask him, and he would give, have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons? and his livestock, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of spring, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I mean not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you, you have well, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on the mountain, and you Jews say Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. One ought to worship. 
Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for the salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now it but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Now there's a lot to be said in this passage and we're not gonna try to dig into all of it tonight but we're gonna try to to dig into some of the meat of it we see that Jesus not only felt not only did Jesus say in verse 4 and I want to go here right quick but he departed for Galilee but he needed to go through Samaria I believe Jesus knew because God is omni he knows all, sees all, and he he knows what's gonna happen before I but I believe he knew he was gonna meet this woman and this woman needed an encounter with Jesus. I believe it was a divine appointment. I do. I do. Some and I believe some things are are God appointing. And that was one of them. Because he knew he needed to go through Samaria. And he had sent his disciples away. It was just him. He knew that this woman being a Samaritan woman having no relation with, with Jews he knew that that she needed to know the truth right here we see 
the perfect example of evangelism. Christ asked her for a drink of water to start a conversation that otherwise may or may not have taken place. He broke down the barrier of social, economic, cultural, and race. Because, and later on it says in the, in the verse that salvation is of the Jews. It did not mean salvation was just for the Jews. It meant the salvation was coming from the Jewish nation because Jesus was a Jew. He did not mean that the salvation was just for Jews. He meant, and it, it clearly states later on, that salvation is for everyone. What he was saying to her was salvation has come from the Jewish nation, which was Jesus Christ himself. But Jesus knew he needed to reach her just like he needed, just like he reaches everyone individually. He knew she was going to be coming. He was, he was weary and sat down, but I think he knew also that he was, there, there was going to be a woman walking by that needed to hear the salvation message of Jesus Christ. Now we see that they, he asked her, give me a drink, but, but, She says, how is it that you a Jew in verse 8, or excuse me, verse 9, verse 9, how is it that you a Jew being, how is it that you being a Jew ask me, ask a drink for me, a Samaritan woman? Oh, for Jews, have no dealings with Samaritans. And his answer was, if you knew the man you were talking to in, in the plain English, if you knew who you were talking to, if, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, who says to you, give me drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. What he's basically saying is, if you knew exactly who I was, you'd be asking me for the living water that I can give. 
He's breaking down. He he doesn't shame her. He doesn't. He doesn't. He has a dialogue, and this dialogue is one of. I don't care what class you are. I don't care what what race you are. I don't care about your economic status. I care about your soul, your heart. And she's, later on we see, she even says, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. I want to ask you tonight, are we, are, are, are you too focused on what's going on around you and not focused on the blessing that is right in front of you. And I know you've all heard it, but I want to read John 3, 15 through 17. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And as I was preparing this message, the Lord brought to mind Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will open. I want to first tell you, are you looking at your current situation like the Samaritan woman? Are you too focused on the physical well while not looking at your spiritual well, your soul? And what is the source of your spiritual well? What water source are you filling it up with? Because see, we have good, good water and we have bad water. People drink bad water all the time in other countries and in other situations so and just like just like physical water is is sometimes good and bad for us spiritual water 
and the the things we see, the things we let in, and the things we we draw from, be it whatever, the internet, the the news, the whatever, whatever we let in through our ears and our eyes, we will also, that becomes also what we dwell on. But the Bible says, if we dwell on what is good and what is pure, then, then, and think on what is good and what is pure, then we will be blessed and we will be uplifted. So, like the Samaritan woman, are we focused on the well and getting the water, or are we focused on what, what, what water we are getting, rather than the blessing right in front of us? Jesus was right there. She had the master right in front of her, and all she could see was a well, and she knew. It was good because it was Jacob's will. And she had heard that the Messiah was coming because she later said, I heard the Messiah was coming and he will tell us all. But she couldn't see until later on when Jesus starts telling her, when she asked Jesus, give me this living water. And Jesus tells her, go get your husband. And she answers him, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right, you have five and you're not living with many of them. And the men you're not living the man that you're living with is not even your husband. And she says, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. She still doesn't know. So he does tell her the truth. He does point out that, that her, her sin and she later on repents, but the point is, she was looking at the well and not the source of the well, which is the water. You know, I said, what is your source for your well, things of this world or for Jesus Christ, is your decision, just like in, in this, in this dialogue with the Samaritan woman, he asked her a question, it's really her 
decision whether she accepts Christ or not. He, it's just like in Matthew 7, um, 7 and 8, he's, he's not going to force you into salvation. It is free, but we have to ask. And we have to take the steps. And repent and turn away and ask for forgiveness and ask for the Lord Jesus to come into our heart. He's not going to force it on us. It's, it, it's our decision. But it is a decision that we need to make. In, our, in each individual life. In John 7, 38. I love this passage. He who believes in me. As the scriptures. As the scriptures have said. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When, when Christ comes into our lives, he, he gives us the ability to get through anything this world can throw at us. Did he promise it was going to be easy? No. Did he promise every day it was going to be a bed of roses? No. Did he promise... He was going to give us the strength to get through it. Yes. Did he promise if we focused on him, we would get through it? Yes. Did he give us a manual to get through our life? Yes. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. It is our choice whether not to accept it or not but he has given us the tools and the guide God book for life which is the Bible to get through life and the key to get through life which the key to get through life is salvation in Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior And finally, I want to say that in this whole scripture we see, he makes a good point. Jesus says in verse 22 of chapter 4, and actually, verse 23 and 24 he said but the hour has come and now it is when true worshipers worship the father 
in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God, God the Father in His infinite wisdom, sent us His Son, Jesus Christ. But not only that, when, when Jesus ascended, they sent down, Jesus sent the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And the Holy Spirit allows us to to be connected with him. And when he died on the cross, he tore the veil in the temple, which means there is no separation between us and God. It's, it's one connection. When, when we pray, we pray straight to the throne room of heaven. Thank the good Lord. And he hears us. He may not always answer yes. He may not always answer no. And it may be not right now, but he answers. My point is, friends, he sent us everything we needed. If we'll just listen and obey, and believe and receive and ask in closing let us let Jesus be your source and your well will never run dry John 10 10 says I have the thief The, the thief being the, the thief, who is, the thief is the devil, comes to still kill and destroy, or Satan. The thief, who is the devil, Satan. Does not come except to still kill and destroy. I have come, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God does not want us to have a dull, humdrum life. 
He wants us to have life and have it abundantly. Does that mean he wants us to have a million dollars or live beyond our means? No. But he wants us to have joy and be excited for what we do have. Whether it be a million dollars. Whether it be whatever we're blessed with. He wants us to be thankful for it and to love him for it and to be happy and joyful. Now, will we have days where we're down and discouraged? Yes. I'm human. You're human. There'll be days. But those days that I'm down and discouraged, nine times out of ten, something will happen and the Lord will remind me he, and he turns my frown upside down and I'm reminded that he's still with me even in the tough times and Philippians 4.19 says and God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in heaven riches in glory by Christ Jesus it didn't say wants now, it said needs. So, again, we, we need to be thankful for God meeting our need. Have you ever been down to your last dime and something come in the mail that you weren't expecting? And you said, thank you, Lord. I, I wasn't expecting it, but thank you. That was the Lord providing. We need to thank him in the small things as well as the big things. And finally, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think this is my life verse. Wrong along with Romans 8 11 and I just want us to to be encouraged and I know I went a little bit over tonight but I want us to be encouraged that number one When it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone matters. Number two, we need to focus on the right source, which is prayer and reading our Bible and getting into God's Word, spending time with Him. And we'll be able to have a well that won't run dry. And we'll be able to get through this life, no matter the challenges. And number three, that God has provided us 
all the tools we need if we're just accepting and asking for them. Ask the Lord Jesus for the tools that He has. We we are blessed in America to be able to to if we have internet to have access to the Bible. And a lot of people don't realize that. But there are some people that don't have access to the Bible. We're blessed to have access. One day we may not. But as for right now, we need to use that access and, and be thankful for it. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to don't let your real one dry and to be sure that you have the right water source so that your water is good water and by good water I mean good spiritual water which is the river of life through Jesus Christ get in a good Bible believing church get in the word pray Seek God's face. And I challenge you. Do that. And you'll see a change. In not only your life, but in the lives of the people around you. And I guarantee you, not everything will go right. But there's one thing I'm sure of is that the salvation of Jesus Christ is one thing you will never forget. You will never regret nor forget. And I pray that if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will do that. Thank you, God bless you, and we'll see you soon there.